Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Post Super Showdown Wrestling Inc. Podcast. We are here. It is me, the managing editor of Wrestling Inc., Nick Hausman, with the president of Wrestling Inc. right now to chat all about what we just saw and the news of the day. It is the Wrestling Inc. president, Raj Giri. Raj, thank you so much for joining me to talk Super Showdown here today. Super Showdown. Here we go. Uh, a lot to get into, so let's jump right into it. Yeah, let's get into it here. So uh, we so we have some huge news coming out at the end of the show here with uh, Goldberg uh, winning the WWE Universal Championship by defeating the Fiend Bray Wyatt in about four minutes cleanly uh, after uh, I think it was a jackhammer. I'm not really sure. Uh, what was your reaction to Goldberg defeating uh, the Fiend here, Raj? Yeah, this is going to be deja vu, but uh, I, I get why WWE did that. I, you know. The rumored WrestleMania card up until a couple weeks ago had uh, Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt and John Cena versus Elias. And uh, to me, personally, those matches were very lackluster. Um, by doing this, you have now the WWE Universal Champion Goldberg against Roman Reigns. You got The Fiend uh, versus John Cena. So those matches are a lot bigger. And I could see WWE wanting a bigger card because chances are this WrestleMania is not going to be on the network. It's going to be on either a different streaming service or a different streaming service, which is also pay-per-view like ESPN plus where UFC pay-per-views are on ESPN plus, but you got to pay extra. So not only do you have to be subscribed to ESPN plus, but you got to pay the additional 60 bucks. So with that, you're going to want it as loaded as you could get. So I could see why they would want to make this change on the flip side. I think creating a character like the fiend, which is the, the best thing that WWE has created in a while and having him lose to a part-timer as opposed to one of your full-time guys, I think that just weakens it. Uh, I think that's just been a problem that they've been having for a long time. And I, I just think it just keeps continuing. Well, so. I don't, I don't, I think the case here is really to be made that the Fiend should have never had the title to begin with, right? He needed to come in, uh, have the same mystique. He had momentum without the title, right? For whatever reason, they felt like because he had so moment, so much momentum, we got to put the title on him. And of course, then you put yourself in a situation of how do you get the title off of an undefeatable monster like the Fiend here? So there, there is that. Yeah, look, the Fiend got beat here tonight cleanly. I'm not exactly thrilled about it, but he doesn't need the title. He never needed the title, right? If the rumors are true here for Meltzer and the observer that we're heading into the Fiend John Cena at WrestleMania. Those two guys have a natural chemistry. They have natural characters that are going to play off each other, and you're going to be able to tell a story fine here, right? But then you go over to the other side of the coin. You look at a match with Goldberg and Roman Reigns. This is a marquee match. These are thoroughbred athletes. It should be treated as a prize fight, a title fight, and that's where you bring in Goldberg holding the title belt there and making that match mean something. So I don't like the way we got to it ultimately because, yeah, the Fiend – should not be losing cleanly like that to probably anybody. Um, but, you know, you put yourself in a corner where you say, we're going to put the title on this guy. If we want to do a title picture with somebody else, we're going to have to find a way to get it off of him. And bada boom, here you go. Find yourself with the Goldberg uh, pinning the fiend. Yeah, this is where WWE, the, the lack of long-term planning sometimes, uh, it's hurts them. I mean, maybe they thought all along that the plan is to make Bray Wyatt this unbeatable monster. Roman Reigns beats him. You know, we coronate Roman Reigns. Um, but he, they should not have put, it would have been like putting the title on Undertaker, you know, a month after he debuted. It's just, right. it was just too soon. Yeah. He didn't need it. Um, you just keep it going, see how it works out. And then, you know, like, like I, I think if Baron Corbin had the championships and he, uh, you know, he lost it to Goldberg tonight, I think it would have been totally fine. Cause like, you know, like I think we agree that Goldberg versus Roman Reigns is a but much bigger WrestleMania match. 
than Reigns versus Wyatt and Cena versus Wyatt and Wyatt beating him, which I'm assuming that would be the case, um, is bigger too. So ultimately, it makes WrestleMania a stronger card. On the flip side, it would have been nice to see someone else like Reigns beating um, beating Wyatt over. Um, well, it's, but that's the thing. It's like maybe it's too early, right? I mean, a lot of times these reports that come out about different matches are thinking about you leak them out. You're trying to get an idea of people's reaction to it. You know, the moment I heard Roman Reigns, Wyatt, it's kind of like Styles Undertaker. It's like I just don't see the story, right? I mm. mean, Undertaker, Styles, sure, both great storytellers, both great wrestlers. I'm sure we'll get something compelling. I just don't see it yet. With Roman and Wyatt, just felt too too weird. Like the characters don't really – you know, they don't necessarily jive with me at this moment, but that's not to say after a compelling feud and win over John Cena from uh, the, the Fiend Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania and a, comp- and a, and a compelling, convincing win uh, over Goldberg with Roman Reigns taking the title at WrestleMania, I think going into next year, I don't know if it's SummerSlam or, or what's next, but then when you get to Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt, a much more compelling program between the two. You've seen them both pick up some big wins recently, work with some big names. I think it isn't a bad idea to take a breath here and let them both shine in a program with some more experienced talent. Yeah, I agree. I think if, in fact, they're allowed to beat the veterans, um, and I'm sure I'm sure Reigns will. Um, I'm hoping Cena – I mean, I'm hoping Wyatt does as well. AJ versus Taker, well, we'll get to that. I'm not as sure with that. But yeah, then then when you lead to Reigns versus Wyatt down the line, it could be much bigger. But I think, you know, by keeping Reigns as a babyface for so long, he it's just kind of he's a little stale on that side. Um, you know, I, I obviously we so many people have been saying forever uh, that a heel turn would probably benefit him. Obviously, you couldn't when he had can't come back from you know his cancer scare. But you know that's kind of weaned off, and that you know people are kind of back to booing him. So I I totally think he could do that, revive his character, have Bray Wyatt on the babyface side, and I think you could get something hot. Oh, man, uh, we- I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna use this as a chance to to get some heat on Wyatt and Baby Roman. I see it going the opposite direction. I, I'm sure that's what they're gonna try for sure. Um, Antoine Fair uh, gave us a, uh, with the super chat donation. Thank you so much, Antoine. Said, please let's not freak out. Bray shouldn't have never had that title. It pigeonholes him, and I'd rather Goldberg get that heat than Roman. I I, I agree. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with that as well. You know, that's and it was. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's so easy to look back and say we all kind of saw it coming. But the moment they put that title on Wyatt so early in his run, you know, I think that was the first thing everybody jumped to was, what do you do when you don't put the title on him anymore? Um, if anything, he really had to get hit by a lot of stuff by Goldberg to get that title off of him. You know, there was the kind of mysterious, where did he go afterwards that left the crowd in odd silence to go off the air, which I thought was a odd choice as well. Um so I, I don't I mean I, I think that everybody's say, kind of thinking the same thing right now you know maybe we didn't need to get the white here maybe there were other things we could have done with him that were compelling that didn't necessarily muddle that type top, top title picture yeah um, the, RJ Trumbly thank you for the uh, super chat donation said ESPN plus is US only any rumors for international it sounds like they're going to try to keep the pay-per-views on the network for international but we'll see um, Phil Phil saying jobbing styles and Wyatt to Two fifty-five-year-olds makes me want to stop watching WWE. I'm more angry than happy, and I refuse to pay sixty dollars for Mania. Um, thanks for the donation. I mean, that is the big, uh, you know, complaint online. I mean, on our on the wrestling Inc. Twitter, uh, 
it's an overwhelming thumbs down for this show. Um, like one of really? the biggest, biggest lopsided thumbs downs we've had wow. in a while. Wow. Uh, that... So right as we're speaking, it's four thumbs up and 124 thumbs down. I'm a little surprised by that. I didn't think the show was bad. I mean, like, you know, say what you will about the, the plate that the dinner served on. But I didn't think the show was bad. I just thought it was, um, you know, that finish was a little head scratchy. Um, honestly, outside of that, I didn't have any issues with the show. I thought the show was fine. Yeah, you know, I thought as a uh, show, there there were some bright spots. There were some cool, some cool moments. And... Um, yeah, I didn't think overall it was a bad show. I think people, you know, a lot of times they just get upset with uh, how the main event goes. And it's one of those things I totally get. Uh, with Wyatt, I do think he had been getting a little stale. I think the Firefly Funhouse stuff, whenever that music hits, uh, I don't know. It, it just kind of takes away. And when he's doing the the Fire Heist, Fire, Firefly Funhouse promo against Goldberg, um and they're going back and forth. Goldberg seemed really real, and it seemed like a you know a legitimate athletic contest that's coming up. And then with Wyatt, you got the it's so so staged with the the sound effects. It just came across as kind of cheesy. I don't know. I you know I I think hopefully we see more of the fiend, less of the Firefly Funhouse, and um, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I, I don't really have an issue with the, the dynamic. I think that Bray doing the talking, Fiend doing the fighting is, is a perfectly fine dynamic. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just think when you throw in the sound effects during a live promo, it just well, makes it seem so, well, you, know. you know. But, like, the same thing could be said about Undertaker, right? Like, oh, oh the pyro and the appearances. Or, you know, but that's just that's the thing. It's like we're at a very interesting time in pro wrestling. I think this match is maybe a better reflection of the times because we do have a very harsh divide between – Fans that want a very real, realistic MMA-driven product and fans that want something more fantastical, something over the top, where they're w far more willing to suspend their disbelief for the funny and the fanciful. And this match right here really saw both of those things go head-to-head. -head. Now, ultimately, the Goldberg thing went out, and I think that's the right thing to do because you want the Goldberg-Roman Reigns match to feel like a real, big, marquee, thoroughbred bout. Bray Wyatt does not need this title. He's a fantastical being, right? Like, he could do all kinds of crazy stuff with John Cena, and that's cool because that's who he is. So you get to enjoy both. Uh, again, just when you put him in the title picture there, you're going to have to put him up against more authentic characters like that Goldberg. And again, we go back to the fact that maybe he should just not have been holding this title at all, you know? So mm. anyway. Um, do we want to move over to some other things, Raj, or should we continue to... Uh, vent about what what happened here uh, between Goldberg and, and yeah, let's uh, let's start running down the show and we'll get back to the the main event at the end. Okay, you've got the list of the the matches and everything, right? Yeah. So, okay. So we started off with uh, the pre-show with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson uh, facing the War Raiders. This was something that was just announced yesterday. Um, you know, Carl Anderson was one of the ones at the last uh, event in Saudi Arabia that. During the whole flight debacle, he had tweeted, like, never again. But, uh, you know, uh, persuade, persuasion can be a funny thing. So he's back here. And, uh, yeah, they beat the War Raiders. Um, the War Raiders, their stock, I just I just think it's fallen greatly um, since they since they debuted. And here they are, their second loss uh, at a Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, well, the club's over in Saudi Arabia, and uh, I wasn't surprised by this at all. I mean, they got big plans for AJ right now, and AJ's, you know, muscle needs to look good as well. So that's all this was here. Uh, I'm sure the club will, you know, 
I, these guys are not done. I don't know. <laughs> like, we're not. This is the last. This is not the last we've seen of these two. Um, I do think. I don't know. I, I I do think about like how Alistair Black has inserted himself in the AJ Styles picture here, and we saw the Undertaker right, and he came out and he beat AJ Styles real quick. Um, and we could talk about this maybe a little bit more, but I do wonder about the idea of Undertaker and Alistair Black kind of finding some kind of middle ground. I don't know if they team, if they have each other's back kind of deal, but they seem like pretty good allies to take on a, a powerful winning combo of AJ Styles and the club. Yeah, I, I mean, the Undertaker obviously is very limited with how many matches he can do. Um, right. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if WrestleMania – I'm pretty sure it's going to be AJ Styles. That's what's been talked about for a while. I'm pretty sure if they, you know, if that's the direction, uh, I think that'll probably be his last match of the year, unless there's, you know, unless they get him for the next Saudi Arabia show or something like that. But who knows? You know, last year he ended up doing one of the random B shows. So uh, you never know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I agree. Yeah, you want to make AJ Styles' muscle look good. He's going to this program with the ta- with Taker, so for sure. Uh, next up, we had the gauntlet match for the two wake trophy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I actually liked how this match was booked at the beginning. You, you start off with R Truth versus Bobby Lashley. Um, you know they're putting over on commentary how R Truth is going to get destroyed. Uh, they and uh, R Truth picking up the win. Yeah, well, look, R Truth. Archer's went on a nice little run here, right? He beat Lashley, then he went on to beat Andrade, and then who did he beat after that? Like, and it was uh, Eric Rowan by DQ. Eric Rowan because he smashed him. That's right. So, you know, look, I, I tweeted this out. I, I was a big fan of the way Ron Killings got presented here. I'd like Ron Killings to be presented like this more often. I think that he's far more talented and charismatic to just be, you know, pigeonholed and, like, funny 24-7 stuff. When the guy wants to go and the guy wants to look a compelling athlete – he looks like he looks and feels like one, and I just think he deserves a little better maybe than the book he's been getting. I think he'd probably tell me I'm wrong because he's making a lot of money and he's doing very little like you know physical stuff. But I, I'm a big fan of Ron Killings. I liked him here. I, I I did have a couple thoughts about the eliminations. Uh, first, Andrade back losing to our our truth here um, doesn't seem great for his United States title uh, chances in the future. Um, and I had heard like rumblings about. Maybe trying to heat up Lashley for Lesnar going into the back half of the year. Uh, this certainly did look like a, <laughs> a company that's looking to heat up Lashley for something like that. Yeah, well, WWE, they do pretend like their fans don't remember stuff from two months ago. <laughs> a lot of times with their booking. So, you know, I mean, Ricochet was, you know, losing to, to everyone just a few months ago. And here he is in a championship match, which we'll get to. So... They could still go in that direction. I mean, they're running out of guys for Brock, but I, I mean, I, I just think Lashley coming off of this big angle with Rusev, where he was put over dominantly, he should be going on to something bigger, something that's moving him up the card, you know? And now he's kind of back to where he was before. It's like the angle did nothing for him. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean... I, I still wonder what the bat, the behind-the-scenes dynamics are like with Rusev. What 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 was said they were or were not going to do? How much of where they wanted to get Lashley to be was ter- determinative of uh, the kind of uh, work and uh, jobs that Rusev was willing to do. So you know, there's a lot of moving pieces here. It was good for what it was, um, but I don't I don't know. I, I it's this is everything WWE does it gets up it gets over and then they forget about it move on to the next thing so not surprising i guess yeah yeah uh, rowan kind of the same thing he's kind of you know they're, they they tr- they keep trying with him um 
he's he's where he is. Uh, finally, AJ Styles came out. AJ came out, beat our truth, um, and took him out of the match. So it was down to AJ and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio's music hit never shows up. AJ's got a big smile. Yeah, Rey Mysterio's music hit never shows up. AJ's got a big smile on his face, and they cut to backstage, and the club is beating down Rey. They show AJ back in the ring, smiling, gloating. Go back, and you see the club getting beat up and laid out. And then you see the Undertaker's feet with this coat walk by, and the crowd popped huge. And this crowd was pretty quiet most of the night. And, you know, I was wondering if the crowd was just not mic'd well, but when there was a pop, it was big. And this was one of those moments when Taker came out. Uh, so, anyways, Undertaker came out, his music hit, long entrance, came in, chokeslammed to AJ, pinned him, and that was it. And they ruled Undertaker the winner of this uh, gauntlet match. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, like I said, overall, I didn't like hate this show. There was definitely some questionable booking. This was uh, one of those moments here. Uh, in retrospect, I look back and I wonder why AJ didn't get a little bit more of the R-Truth treatment, kind of getting beaten down a bit more for him to lose so quickly the Undertaker there. I guess, that, you know, I think it was Aaron Oster over on Twitter made the point to me. You don't want to baby AJ Styles too hard by having him fight back and, you know, be competitive there with Undertaker or whatever. But to me, this was just too much i don't know where you go from here if you know that undertaker can so easily get right. rid of aj styles here now maybe that's why aj and his reheated muscle buddies could come in and, and cause the undertaker some issues and he's got to get some reinforcements of his own but i was i was left scratching my head a bit here on the decision to just be done with it with aj yeah it seems so odd to me like if this is your wrestlemania match and no one's expecting aj to beat undertaker anyway why have him lose in in five seconds i know people can say well you could say he wasn't prepared regardless that visual is already there that taker can destroy yeah. aj that he's no yeah. match so unless they did an angle and i and i mentioned this uh on twitter that if they did a match where you know aj comes out challenges undertaker for mania taker refuses because he already beat aj so quickly and then aj puts his career on the line and then aj wins I mean, I could see that that would be compelling, you know, because then that throws, you know, a lot of doubt on the or, or not even retires quits because then that throws more doubt on the outcome of the match. And it, it doesn't seem like a throwaway match, a throwaway win for Undertaker. So that's well, interesting. I, I honestly have no idea how they're going to get there. Like, I'm, yeah. very, I'm very interested. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. But uh, if they went that way and I. You know, if they don't, if it's just AJ saying he wasn't ready, that's just not a compelling storyline to me. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where they go. Man, I want Taker and I want Black and I want Kane on one side and I want the OC on the other. I just think it's more, I don't know, Undertaker, AJ, it's fine, you know, but AJ's coming off injury recently. Undertaker's no spring chicken. I think you could fill in the blanks there with a couple other guys that can get over and look good in that equation. I don't know that it necessarily needs to be one-on-one. I, I do think AJ could uh, pull, could pull Taker into a good one-on-one -on -one match, though. I think he's one of the few guys on the roster that could. Uh, there is something with Undertaker in a singles match. It feels like a bigger deal. And if they did have AJ win, that would be huge for him. I, I don't see, think that's where they're going to go. But if they did, um, you know, you don't get much bigger than that. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get it. I'm just putting it out there that I wouldn't be surprised at all to see this become some kind of faction thing. Yeah. Uh, after this, we had John Morrison and The Miz facing the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Morrison and win The Miz getting the win. Um, they, they, these guys worked hard. I mean, they did some crazy stuff. Kofi did this. Uh, he was doing the 
what what was it? He was running towards him and did basically like a backdrop landing back first to the outside of the ring, which was just I just thought was just stupid. They they call it a trust fall. The trust fall. Which is ironic because it was like a distrust fall. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure Miz was not supposed to catch him. So, uh, but they did some really cool stuff in this match. I liked the match, but the crowd again was pretty silent. Uh, At the end, uh, the Miz rolled up Kofi with the tights to win the championship. So, um, man, again that Kofi that Kofi bump at his age, I just don't think he should be doing that stuff. And if he he does, he should be stretchered out. It should be a big deal, not just a spot in the match. Yeah, well, Darby Allen takes a bump like that, the coffin drop, and even at his age, it's like that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you oh yeah. Shouldn't be do- you shouldn't be doing that. So I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. And look, Miz and Morrison right now, they're very hip. They're hot act. I like seeing them back together. There's a little nostalgia. Also, feels a little bit new. I I have no problem with them taking titles into Mania. I don't know who you put up necessarily as their opponents. I think we'll probably get a rematch here at Elimination Chamber, and then who knows? You know, the tag team titles sometimes get thrown up in these multi man matches or something like that. It could kind of seems like we could be heading in that kind of a direction. But I like these guys on top. And I'll throw it out there. How crazy would it be if they held it all the way to WrestleMania Hollywood? That's like their thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the New Day have held it over a year. So it's definitely not impossible. I I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. But WWE land, things change quickly. But I do like the Miz and Morrison, uh, you know, winning the titles. I think the Miz is, you know, reinvigorated now after that. He should never be a babyface. Anytime he's a babyface, I feel like it just... It just nothing happens. And with him and Morrison, I'd like to see more from Morrison. Um, I still think he could be a big singles act. But uh, still, this is, uh, this is good for him, you know, and they're oh. on the ascent. These guys are having fun. Yeah. And it, it bleeds and you feel it and they, they feel like they're having fun. And when they feel like they're having fun, I feel like I'm having fun. And that doesn't, always, that doesn't happen a whole lot in WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think they're a little shy on, you know, this, the single stars. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they are, uh, they do come across as a natural team. Like you could tell that they hang out backstage and, and, uh, and they have a natural chemistry. Um, next up, we had Angel Garza versus Humberto Carrillo. Um, these guys have faced off each other, you know, several times in the past. Rematch again, no 50-50 booking or 33-66 or whatever you want to call it. Um, Angel Garza still staying dominant, getting the win again. Garza hasn't been beaten uh, on WWE TV. Looks like a million bucks. Uh, I thought this match was good, but again, I think the lack of crowd heat was hurting it. I was, um, yeah, the crowd wasn't near as in, into this match as, you know, the one on Raw last week where they got the crowd into the match as the match went along on Raw. Uh, it didn't happen as much here, but... Uh, yeah, Angel Garza picking up the win. Tough, tough spot in the placement here too, right? There's just been a whole lot of action, you know, multi-man type bouts here. The Undertaker had come out. This was really a chance, you know, for the audience to take in just a, a traditional, very good pro wrestling bout. I thought these guys went out and did what they do. You, this really wasn't too different than the match we've seen from them. As much as I do think Garza looks like a huge star, and I agree, the guy looks like a million bucks right now, I think there's something to be said about Umberto Carrillo and how much better he looks in these losses, right? He's a real bu- he's a, he's a bubblegum baby face, young kid, good look, you know, very innocent. You go him out there and you have him win a, a bunch of matches in a row, I don't really, I think you're going to start to see resentment, right? What they've smartly done here with Carrillo is they had him in that feud with Andrade. Andrade was really beating this kid down, and it looked like Carrillo was going to start to fire up. 
maybe get the win. Boom, Andrade goes down. They bring in another guy who has family history. Same, same thing, right? Beat down, beat down, beat down. And you're starting to really feel for this kid, right? I'm getting some Sean Waltman one, two, three kid vibes off him right now. And I can see this win he gets. Maybe he beats Garza and Andrade at Mania, something like that. But it's going to feel deserved and it's going to feel big. And I think that the fans are going to look at him a lot differently uh, when he does get that win. We'll see. I mean, I, I feel like Carrillo's, I mean, now he gets no response when he comes out. Whereas in the beginning he was when he had that, He, you know, I thought he elevated himself in his loss to Rollins right off the bat. And then by continuing to beat him, I think they've kind of killed all his buzz. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Watch Watch when he gets his first win. I'm telling you, that place is going to be. He, he's loud. gotten wins, and it's been nothing. But yeah, over over Garza and Andrade recently. Yeah, he's beaten. He beat Andrade. Yeah. When? Uh, well, he beat him by uh, DQ that one week. Um, That's not the same. No, no, but he's beaten. I'm almost positive he's beaten Andrade in non-title matches, which has uh, led to title matches that he's lost. Let me double no check. No time soon. No time recently. Yeah. Uh, let's see. When was Humberto Carrillo's last win? Yeah, he beat uh, he beat Andrade uh, on Raw. Uh, yeah, he's, he's beaten him a couple times. Um, the last time in a singles match was in December. Okay, so we're almost three months later. And the know, TLC kickoff, he beat him again. But so that he, was like that was what November? No, that right? was also December. So we're talking almost three months now of this guy really not being able to pick up anything meaningful here, right? And that's why I say maybe even in that moment there, I think that fans were really not gravitating to this guy. They weren't getting the reaction was. I'm telling you, something about this beating him down, having him go in there with opponents like that that are just barely getting one over on him, when he gets that big win here uh, for the first time in months after one of these guys, I think the place is going to be – I think the place will be very, very loud. I think it will be a very mild reaction. We'll have to agree to disagree and talk about it when it happens. Um, Bailey uh, did a promo Said she's going to make history tonight Just like every other time in her career She's going to prove she's the most dominant champion That Smackdown has seen um, your, your thoughts on Bailey with the heel character How's it going? I mean it's not you know it's not the character I think when I think of a heel in WWE who's the most compelling right now. It certainly could change a pace for her, you know, when and if down the road she goes back to the Bailey buddies and finds her mojo again, it'll it'll be a big moment. But uh you know, she she's not she's not the heel that I think a lot of people would look for in that uh women's division right now. You know, I look at the work that Charlotte's doing over at NXT right now. That's a top heel in a women's division right now. Everybody hates her. She's a centerpiece for the top women to go after. I just don't get that vibe off of Bailey right now. Yeah, I almost felt like a Naomi win here. I think would have been better. I, th I think Bailey's title run has not been, you know, hasn't really been setting the world on fire. I have to remind myself that she's the champion. And yeah. um, I think Naomi, I don't know where Sasha is right now. I know she's been filming some stuff with the Mandalorian. She's been injured as well. I don't know if she's ready to go. I know WWE's standpoint, they don't like to put people in title matches that have gotten injured a lot. But um I, I think that they, I think the way Naomi lost by having, you know, as uh Corey Graves pointed out, like these bully tactics, whatever the Indians shoehorner called it. The t shirt uh, trap. I, yeah, the t shirt trap, whatever you want to call it, you know. Uh the way she lost left the door open, obviously, for another match with Bailey because she did Bailey didn't win this thing on level is the case that Naomi can uh, make here. You know, we're so close to Mania here right now. We do still have Elimination Chamber. Uh I think Naomi Picks up a win here at the chamber and uh, maybe gets, 
don't know if it's some kind of no DQ or, you know, whatever kind of stipulation to ensure um, a more fair contest with Bailey come WrestleMania would be my would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, it's kind of wide open because there's no one that's that. It seems like they've been getting ready for WrestleMania on the SmackDown side to face Bailey. It's not a, a natural feud. She's kind of been in and out with Carmella and Naomi. Um, but up next, we had Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy defeating the Street Profits to retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, again, uh, the crowd. I thought the crowd was pretty tired for this match, or I don't know, tired, or they just weren't loud. Um, but uh, yeah. Rollins and Murphy getting the win. I don't know why they had Rollins beat Montez Ford on Raw this past Monday night if the Street Profits were going to lose anyway. But, um, yeah, they got the win. Well, that's because they're trying to heat up Rollins in his church, right? Like, that's the most important thing right now is to keep heat on Rollins. It's amazing to me that they've done so much to try to keep heat on Rollins in the church, and I literally have no idea where they're going with it. Like, I don't know where the payoff is to this Rollins character right now uh, with as much heat as they're putting on him or trying to. I, I just think this Rollins character, I just don't think it's working. I think Rollins' best work has been as a heel in WWE when he was with the Authority. And when you're watching him, you don't get convinced that he's this charismatic cult leader that all these people are going to flock to, that random referees are all going to risk their jobs for. Uh, he just it's, it's just unconvincing. And, and again, I, I really like Rollins as a heel. I think he's better that way. Um, I forget, did you, did you watch Game of Thrones? No, I am not a I am not okay. a Game of Thrones fan. Uh, someone on Twitter had, had suggested him being like a, a King Joffrey character, where he relies on this muscle to always do his dirty work, and he's this, you know, kind of a, a maniacal, crazy, uh, crazy guy. But this this Monday Night Messiah thing, I just don't think it's working. Yeah, well, it's not authentic, right? You say you like Rollins mm-hmm. and the Authority, that's because that's an extension right. of who he really is, right? right. He's like a very uh, he's very passionate, cutthroat. A pro wrestling person who wants to be the best and so he aligned with the best now you're like hey you know we're gonna make you jesus right <laughs> like not even like not even like like shades it like you you believe you are jesus honestly the point made by Corey graves uh, about bray wyatt driving seth rollins to like to becoming to who he is made me think maybe bray wyatt Maybe he put a demon inside Seth Rollins. It's a blasphemous, hateful demon, and has like made him turn against uh, religion or whatever. I'm not really sure. That's the best I could think of to explain how we got to where we are with Seth Rollins right now. Yeah, and I that's look, convoluted. I just look at this, and you look at when CM Punk did something similar with the you know straighted society. It was just, it's just night and day with what they got going on right now. So hopefully, I don't know. They tweak it, drop it all together, just keep him as a stable, and drop the the messiah part of it because it's it's bringing seth down he doesn't feel like a main event character anymore where he's he you know he has for most of his career um so anyway it was a match it was what it was street profits i hope they give these guys something better to do they got a they got a ton of charisma and you know i'd, lo- I'd love to see more from them yeah no i uh i think the street profits have a ton of, yeah it was, i mean look they, they came out that first big match after cutting all those little backstage you know root mechanicals promos uh was a big moment they danced with that baby everybody thought they were the next you know best thing since sliced bread and and in that moment wwe said cool we've got them over so we don't have to try anymore and that's really a story that has been told a million times uh in a circle as of late with wwe and uh the nxt brand in general i think 
Yeah. Uh, Mark pointing out that, and this is, I just checked, this is legit. Uh, AEW winning the ratings again, 865,000 viewers to NXT 717,000. We'll talk about that more after Super Showdown. But nice. uh, another another big win for AEW. Um, all right, up next, Mansoor defeated Zolf Ziggler. Uh, Nick, you want to kind of take this away, and I'm going to pull up a couple things with the, the ratings real quick. Sure, sure, no problem. Uh, this was another good night for Mansoor in Saudi Arabia, right? He is the Bret Hart of Saudi Arabia. He is the one that they've picked to really be uh, the standard bearer for them there. And look, Mansoor has done very well on the mic. He's done very well, I think, down in uh, NXT. Uh, he's impressed, but he doesn't get to do that much in the States. Um, so I don't know that the fans over in the States or, you know, more globally uh, are as uh, uh, big of a fan. And, I, and, and, you know, look, I thought he looked good here with Ziggler. I was not shocked at all that Ziggler put him over. This is a very Ziggler thing to do. But I was really surprised by the fan reaction. You know, I was surprised that, you know, he comes out, he gets this hometown reaction, he gets built up, pyro, Big win over Ziggler, former WWE champion. And then when he goes to cut his promo afterwards, he takes the microphone there. The fans, like, audibly start to boo this guy. And I wasn't really sure what it is. Uh, I've read some theories from people on social media that say that the fans of Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia say they feel pandered to bringing this guy in is just like a bubblegum baby face. This is your guy. You have to cheer for him. So they're just going to reject him because they're being told this is what you have to do. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know what the deal is with Mansoor in Saudi Arabia right now. Um, they're doing everything by the book to make him a big deal there. I don't know. I don't know why it's not resonating. I don't really know why he got the reaction he did, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, match was match was fine. That inverted slice bread DDT in the corner was like effing awesome. I was very thought that was cool. Um, I just don't I don't know what the disconnect is there. I and he needs that Saudi crowd, or you know what else has he got going for him? That's his whole thing. He's Saudi Bret Hart. <laughs> and you know, I I think what you mentioned earlier is exactly it. They're probably feeling pandered to. They're seeing Mansoor being used on these shows and not on TV at all after that. So it's clear they're only using them to please this crowd when they're, they've shown no serious effort to use them in any way uh, outside of that. Now, you could say he's green and, and things like that, but you can, you can, look, he's had, this match with Dolph was pretty good. Uh, he had a great match with Cesaro. He's, I mean, he's as ready as a lot of the guys that they're using. So... <laughs> I will point. I thought great. I don't think it was Graves that pointed out his knees went right across the chest of Dolph Ziggler, and that I'm sure hurt quite a bit. But the rest of it, I thought was very good. Yeah, right. Very yeah. Good. yeah, I mean, when, yeah, when you, the only matches you get to work are in front of a stadium, you know, with the uh, on pay per view. Um, for the limited experience he has, I mean, he he is green, but. Start using this guy if you want to make a, a series. You know, you've got this 10 year deal. It's clear Monsoor is going to be your top star from this region for a while. Start using him a little bit, work him up slowly, but at least use him on TV so you're showing this crowd that you're not just using him to pander to them. And so I could see why that's uh, that's part of the reason. But I thought uh, Mansoor looked good. I think he's got a, a lot of charisma. He he can cut a good promo. It's a this was a very early 90s, you know, white meat baby face promo. <laughs> but, yeah. And that's why I say he's Saudi Bret Hart. <laughs> and if the Saudi fans don't like him, then he's not Bret Hart. And so I'm very conflicted about that. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, at the same time, while there were some boosts from him, he, I, I thought he did get one of the bigger reactions on the show for someone that wasn't a legend. Basically him, R-Truth, Taker, Brock, and Goldberg, I felt like were the guys that got the, the real pops on the show. 
Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and after this, uh, should we? After this next match, should we get to our sponsor? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. That works for me. All right. So up next, we had Brock Lesnar defeating Ricochet to retain the WWE Universal Championship. Now, uh, Brock got in. The match started. Ricochet went for, I believe, was it a drop kick or just a kick? Yeah, it was the it was the Kofi spot. It was the drop kick. Yeah. yeah so Brock caught him. Just killed him with German suplexes, uh, lifted him, lifted him up. F five, boom, that was over. It was probably maybe ninety seconds, maybe less. Uh, Ricochet got no offense, um, so yeah, uh, dominant win for Brock. Uh, this was about a minute longer than I would expect. You know, I saw Brock uh, do a squash match of Randy Orton here in Chicago a couple of years ago at a house show. I know he's been doing that with Sheamus. Yeah, I, I thought that's what this that's what this was going to be, and that's what it is. It was a showcase to make Brock Lesnar look like a giant mauling bear um, to set him up uh, as convincing competition for Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, and mission accomplished. It was that, and you know, I I want to feel bad for Ricochet. I'm sure he got a nice payday here, and he's probably not too upset. But genuinely, I would like to see down the road, maybe a couple year or so from now, them get back and have a have an actual match when the situation is a little bit different and you're not pushing Brock Lesnar to the position you are with him at WrestleMania. I think there's a lot those two could do in the ring. Yeah, I agree. I had no problem with Lesnar squashing Ricochet. He had just destroyed 15 people in the Royal Rumble. So it would be a little unbelievable if all of a sudden he's having problems with Ricochet. And it's not Ricochet's time. It's Drew McIntyre's time. Drew should be the one, you know, really, you know, showing lesnar's weakness or getting the best of lesnar the problem i had was the build-up of this match like when you're everyone's laughing at him saying he has no chance and then he gets destroyed i think the the story should have been that brock has problems with smaller guys that are fast he, he's had problems with aj and daniel bryan and ricochet could present a, a problem for him instead of presenting him as a joke present him as someone who has the kind of skill set that is good in lesnar's problems because I don't know when you 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 say they're a joke and then they go in and look like a joke. It's you know then you're just reaffirming that narrative. Whereas if the first part isn't part of the narrative, if the hold he's a joke isn't part of the narrative, then he just loses and and you move on. So I don't know. I I I just I thought the build up was kind of. Uh, Back ass words. You know, you don't want to build him up too strong. He's about to get his ass kicked. So Not I think strong. Lo- I think that was probably the logic there. Is uh, I don't know. I, I, I they they did more for him here, honestly, than I thought they would. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they should have been like, "Oh, Brock's in big trouble here." But uh, just pointing out that the the story being like, you know, Brock has always had trouble with faster guys, and Ricochet is the fastest that he's ever faced. But. Yeah, we'll see. I, again, this doesn't really do anything to Ricochet. It's not like they were pushing him before this. Um, it hurts him for a couple of weeks, and he'll be back to kind of where he was. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right. Well, uh, with that sound effect there, uh, I think we should talk about our sponsor here today. Um, this episode is brought to you today by our very good friends over at Blue Chew. So, Raj, uh, I'd like to talk about sex now. That's not uncomfortable, right? We can talk about sex here on the show, right? Of course. From Brock Lesnar to sex, of course. Natural transition. If you want to be like Brock Lesnar, if you want to be a beast, if you want to be going hard, you got to try You got to check out Blue Chew. You can increase your performance. You get that extra confidence. You're going to you're going to feel Brock Lesnar levels confident with a little Blue Chew in your system, right? Right. And, uh, you know, 
I've tried it before. Uh, Glenn made the mistake one time of trying it while on the show. And oh my wow. gosh, if you haven't seen uh, someone making a big mistake by doing it early in the show, not later in the show. Uh, and, you know, he had to uh, attend to his girlfriend right after the show was over. Just, sure. <laughs> but yeah, sure, uh, yeah. Blue, Blue Chew, it's, uh, we, you hear everyone talking about it. And um, and it works. Oh yeah, it's the, it's the secret sauce. It's Blue Chew, like B L U E Blue Chew. In case you haven't checked it out yet, and you want to go check it out. Uh, it's first chewable. It's got the same FDA approved active ingredients uh, as Viagra and Cialis. So those are names you know. That's a name you can trust. So you know you don't want to worry about taking the Blue Chew. It's very good for you. Again, obviously. Very quick results, as we've heard what happened to Glenn there. Uh, you can take it anytime, day or night. It's going to work all the same, even on an empty stomach. So if you're like me and you're always on the run and, like, you don't always have time to eat, but sometimes you want to go tend to your girlfriend as well, well, don't worry about it. You can take this and you can still go do that and then go eat a sandwich or something, which is a good post-sexual tradition for me. I have the post-sex sandwich or a bowl of pasta or something. I need to carbonate afterwards. Um, if you could benefit... From this confidence, we're counts the bedroom. Uh, it's a fast, easy way to uh, enhance your performance, and it is prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't even have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to sit there and wait in line with your Blue Chew prescription. It's going to ship right to your door and a nice, discreet package. It could be anything. That package, it could look like it's filled with jellies and jams. Your neighbors don't know. They don't know. They don't know. It's discreet. And yeah. it works. And, you know, it's not only for people that have problems or would like a little extra boost it's also if you just want to enhance your performance in the sack it it, it works that you know both ways so uh you know it, it's one of those things that if you've been hearing about it forever and if you want to try it out this is the perfect opportunity oh 100 percent uh we got a re- we got a real special deal right now for everybody who's tuning in listening to the show if you go over to bluechew.com you're going to get your first shipment for free and you got to just use the promo code WINK, W-I-N-C. You're going to pay $5 for the shipping, and then right now, boom, you're going to get uh, that special deal. So, again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-U.com. Use the promo code WINK, W-I-N-C. Try it out for free. It's better. It's cheaper. It's faster. It's the choice for you. And we want to thank them for sponsoring our podcast. And I think it was brought up here in the chat section how maybe if Ricochet had taken a little blue chew before we took on Brock Lesnar, Maybe a little bit more pep in a step. You talk about how he's the fastest competitor Brock Lesnar's ever taken on. Maybe he needed to. He needed a little bit more confidence in there. And I think maybe the blue chew at old Rick O'Shea would have done the would have done the thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's uh, it's all right. <laughs> I got nothing. What else. you want to talk about it some more? What other superstars can we talk about taking blue chew and getting in there and slam banging some I fools? I don't want to get into trouble. So. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Viking Raiders take some blue chew. Umberto Carrillo, you also need blue chew right and, now. Yeah, at least okay. it'll help him out after the show for uh, to to smooth over what ails him. So, anywho. Okay, all right. Well, I've, I've done I've done listed the superstars that I think need blue chew. So, <laughs> I, I feel comfortable moving on. What's next here, Raj? Yeah, all right. Uh, up next, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin, like their third uh, blow-off match for this feud. Uh, in a steel cage. Uh, Roman Reigns has been in a steel cage in Saudi Arabia before. He faced Brock Lesnar at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, I mean, Reigns got a reaction when he came out. Um, but other than that, he came out with a chain. You know, I thought they. I thought it was fine. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't. I mean, it was 
it was fine. Uh, Reigns getting the win. I don't think anyone thought any different. And I don't think anyone thought that Corbin was going to win here. And um, yeah. Yeah, this was if uh, Brock Lesnar's warm up match was ricocheted, this was Roman Reigns' warm up match for uh, it would sound like it seems like Goldberg here, right? There were a lot of matches on this show that were used to build up talents going into WrestleMania. That's exactly what this was. Baron Corbin, uh, he's won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Trophy, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, won yeah, he, that was his debut on the main roster. I'm gonna guess two times. <laughs> That's my prediction for King Corbin. <laughs> There you go. Um, I don't know what else, yeah. Yeah. You know, Corbin, I think he's really picked up his game. I think his promos have gotten a lot better. I think because he was in the position he was in for so long, a lot of fans don't see that. Um, They just know to crap on him. But I I think he has improved greatly over the past year. But um, but I'm I'm ready for this feud to be over, and hopefully they don't do yet another match on SmackDown uh, to kill time. So. Yeah, it was yeah. as it was. Reigns with the win. Reigns was pretty over with this crowd. Uh, you know, people wonder about Reigns getting pushed a lot. He, outside of the hardcore fans, he's, one, you know, the most over of the current guys with casual fans. Oh, yeah, 100%. And him and Goldberg is going to help just push him even further, right, into more mainstream credibility. You're going to see Roman Reigns Goldberg on ESPN, you know, hype packages, things like that. It's going to be a perfect program for SmackDown, which uh, had always been rumored they wanted that more athletic feel for them. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's especially after the Corbin feud where I think everybody's ready to see him off into something else. If that next big thing is a title program with Goldberg – I think the fans are going to be much more receptive to it now because of what we've been through the last three, four months with them. And Nick, that is an excellent point that we'll, we'll get to here in a, in a minute. But actually, well, let's just get to it now. ESPN, you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, if the pay-per-views are moving to ESPN+, and you see the promotion they do for UFC, if they're promoting Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, so many of the fans that watch ESPN are familiar with Goldberg. You know, They know that right. name. Uh, Roman Reigns, he's got a you know football background. So... Those guys up there, and you see, you know, someone that doesn't watch WWE today sees Roman Reigns talking about facing Goldberg, a name that they were familiar with from one they used to watch. You know, it could it could bring in new viewers. So, yeah, I hundred percent think that, and I think that especially for kids that like have grown up with Roman Reigns and are like they, you know, there's a certain uh, familiarity there with him, especially after the the, the comeback after cancer, where the, he's maybe even won that generation over a little bit more. This is a great opportunity to put him even further up that ladder. And again, it's not like he's going to beat a guy that people care about, right? Not that I don't say fans don't care about Goldberg, but it's not like Roman Reigns is going to squash the fiend or somebody else that fans would have a problem with. I think the fans are like, yeah, he should beat Goldberg and he should become champion. And if I don't get that, I'm going to be unhappy. And that's very good psychology for Roman Reigns right now. Yeah. It'll be interesting because WrestleMania does bring in a lot of hardcore fans who are more, uh, you know, uh, who are more likely to crap on a match like this. So we'll see how they react once it's, it's match time or if they can tell a good story that where it doesn't happen. But um, people keep people keep bringing up how they don't want to pay 50, 60 bucks for a pay-per-view like WrestleMania anymore. I mean, that's half of what would have been a year, like a yearly network subscription before I two things. First of all, I'll be very interested to see if they do move the pay-per-views to ESPN or somewhere else, how many subscribers they lose to the network. I'm expecting a gigantic like hundreds of thousands, six, seven, eight, maybe more 
hundreds of thousands of subscribers gone. Um, and also, if you don't want to pay that money and you live in Chicago, uh, we do viewing parties at Replay Lincoln Park for every pay-per-view now. So if you don't want to pay for it, come hang out with us here at Lincoln Park uh, Replay in Chicago. We'll be showing Mania and everything else. And that's because we love you and we give you an oasis for pay-per-views here in Chicago. But if, that, if this does happen, uh, as much as I love doing them here in Chicago... I would bet we're going to see more pay-per-view bar parties popping up throughout the rest of the year just because, uh, you know, if it's a paid show by ESPN or whatever, WWE is going to be less restrictive about how people are able to get it and watch it in bars and things like that, in my opinion at least, kind of knowing how the back end works. Yeah, and plus they'll uh, they'll also have to spend more time working on their stories for the pay-per-views and not treat, you know, ones as throwaways. So yeah, we don't know if it's every pay-per-view yet. We'll see. Um but yeah, I, I think uh, you know for WWE it's a very smart move. I oh, know fans yeah. aren't going to like it, but you know, to your point, I think a lot of people are going to unsubscribe for sure. But at the same time, you you are, you would be surprised how many people just are too lazy to unsubscribe and they just leave it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, man. I've I just don't, I've heard from a lot of people. I only have the network for the pay per views. Yeah, and if same the pay per views aren't if I if the pay per views ain't there. Uh, sure, there'll be a couple people, millionaires, that forget. But I think the most, I think the common man who watches pay per views pretty regularly, uh, they're gonna click the unsubscribe button and save 120 bucks a year. Well, the reason why WWE would gain so many uh, subscribers each time they do those free, uh, the free trials, is that people just wouldn't unsubscribe. So I, I agree, though. I think it's gonna be a substantial number that that decides to give up on the network. Um, but so it's got to be a big money deal, and I. From the way Vince McMahon sounded, it, 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 it is going to be. And if it's ESPN Plus and the amount of money they're doing for UFC, uh, it could be substantial. Um, well, uh, let's. Uh, you want to flip over here? I know that we got um, we've got some stuff here in the chat. We've got to talk about eight ratings. Uh, I'll give you your choose your own adventure, Raj. What would you like to jump to next year? Well, why don't we go to AEW ratings? AEW versus NXT because this there this is actually kind of. Uh, what happened this week has never been done before. But AEW was down this week, um, NXT as well. Uh, AEW was down 865,000 viewers, down about 30,000. Uh, yeah, down about 30,000 viewers. They did 893,000 the week before. Uh, NXT did 717,000. So last week they did 794. So they were down about, what, like 80,000? Um, yeah, and this that this is a show they did Charlotte Bianca on. That's surprising. Yeah, and the the one thing that hasn't happened yet that happened this week, and I'm reading these right now, but it, it looks like AEW won every demo now. Up until now, NXT has always won the 50 over demo, um, but this week AEW beat them in that demo as well with a point three six to a point three four. Uh, in that coveted 18 to 30, 18 to 49 demo, AEW did a 0 .30, which is a, kind of on the lower end of what they've been doing, but still well ahead of NXT, which did a .23. So, you know, a, a good win for AEW, but as far as the number goes, it's not uh, it's not the best week. It's nothing bad. It's it's pretty much kind of where they are. They're between 850, 950,000 each week. NXT seems to be settling in that 700 to 800,000 range. Yeah, not a huge swing here. More of the same. I'd say, if anything, very good news for AEW that they were able to go up here a little bit heading into their pay-per-view. Uh, uh, NXT, man, they had Balor on that show. They had Charlotte on that show. They had Ciampa Gargano on that show. I mean, it's not for lack of trying. That show was 
good. I still, you know, when you go back to it and you're flipping between these two shows and one show feels big, bright, colorful, and energetic, you know, in this big stadium, and the other show seems dark and, you know, a little quiet, I, I, I don't know how you get past that hurt. I don't, I don't know how you... I don't know how you get past AEW if you keep presenting the product like that. I agree 100%. I know hardcore NXT fans are like, no, that's great. They should need to just keep it in full sale. That's NXT. They're going to stay where they are if they keep it at full sale. Um, you look at the two, anyone that doesn't watch both products, they look at the two. One looks mainstream. One looks big time. The other looks like it's in a garage. Um, so if they are serious about wanting to be AEW, they are going to have to get out of full sale at some point, at least for you know, a few weeks out of the month, uh, just basically go back to where they were before October, um, where when they weren't taping every week. Also, thanks, J- Joey, Ador John, AEW, the countdown to revolution ratings, it did 383,000 viewers. So, Man. Uh, yeah, that's more, that's more than a third of the people that were watching AEW Dynamite that stuck around for that. That's that's surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, for you know, uh, for a, basically a hype show, it's a, it's not bad. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, more of the same, like you said. Yeah. Uh, well, um, uh, real quick, I'll throw in here. I did want to bring up uh, Lance Archer coming to AEW next week. I thought that was a really big get for AEW. Uh, I don't know how many of you checked out the work that him and Moxley did over in New Japan. Uh, he's a natural next opponent for Moxley. I don't know if they pull they go that way because. They're very concerned about their win-loss records and who earns title opportunities and stuff like that. But Lance Archer is a get, and he's a big, imposing, scary man, and he looks good on TV. And I would be really sad if they debut him in a way that does not make him look like a big, imposing powerhouse. It kind of, you know, like Jeff Cobb came in, and you know, I know he hadn't signed a deal or anything like that, so you used him the way you wanted to use him. Uh, but Lance Archer deserves a real good push. I'm very excited to see Lance in AEW, and I think he'll add a lot starting next week. Yeah, and you know, I've always liked wrestling when it's a smorgasbord. And having a couple more big guys in the fold, and Lance Archer is a big guy that can work. Uh, it'll be interesting next week. Uh, Leon, our superstar, thanks for the Super Chat donation, asking, would $1 million and still down on AEW be a WWE win? Um, I think what he's saying is NXT being there to keep AEW down. Uh, if it's keeping it under a million, is it still good enough for WWE, even though NXT is not winning? And maybe it is, you know, uh, maybe if it's just to hurt AEW, not necessarily beat it, you know, then it, it is doing its its job. I, I yeah. And, and that's a dangerous game you play, too. Right. Because if you're putting your product right next to another one of people say, well, I like this other product better, that that can trickle down to your other products as well and or your other entities as well. And I also say if the goal is to hurt AEW, AEW just signed a multi-million dollar three-year agreement with Warner Media, who seems very, very happy and their executives are personally attending dynamite tapings. So while they may have put a kink in the armor, I don't know that they're really necessarily slayed the dragon here, so to speak. So, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they could, um, you know, you, you lose popularity, you lose popularity. But, yeah, that TV deal is pretty much guaranteed. I mean, TV networks will always have an out, but I can't see that ever happening uh, happening with AEW. Uh, yeah, Miz and Mrs. doing 394000 So the countdown show almost beating Miz and Mrs. Um, so, yeah, next week will be interesting because you see NXT, when, when people say they don't care about what's on AEW, they do their own thing. Well, they're putting two steel cage matches on next week to co- combat AEW coming off their pay-per-view. AEW will be having Revolution this Saturday. 
So, you know, NXT acting preemptively. Their first steel cage matches, if I'm not mistaken, on USA, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe it will be the case. And it'll be two of them, and it'll definitely look cool and, you know, maybe be something to grab people as they're flipping between channels. But we're going to be coming off Revolution next Wednesday. And if Moxley takes that title, which I think is maybe likely, if we find out who this mysterious leader of the Dark Order is, uh, that could be very compelling. Matt Hardy's contract is up March first correct you're right sunday okay so yeah sunday it would uh be very unlikely to see him at revolution but we could get a very heavy-handed tease leading into wednesday as well uh i'm still not totally sold on exactly what matt's gonna do um but that's something leading into next wednesday uh, it's worth pointing out if i'm a betting man i think uh he ends up in aew but you know uh there are a lot of times his his social media posts it looks like it's to get WWE's attention to make sure that they're upping their offer, you know, and trying to, you know, uh, he's not being quiet about it. And usually that means you're trying to, it's like Randy Orton when he was dropping those AEW teases only to stay with WWE. Uh, yeah. It's just to get a better deal. It's a negotiation ploy. I, I agree. And that's why I say, like, you know, you think about Randy Orton and these other guys, they play these games, and then ultimately WWE is always the one who has the biggest checkbook. And it comes down to, you know, you play the game at this point. Do you want to take the money and run? I mean, that if you're not negotiating to try to get more money, I guess, you know, creative freedom, you know, is something Matt really wants as well. I, I find it very difficult to believe Matt would turn away from, like, you know, a million dollars a year for three years, something like that type deal. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting. I mean, this month is, you know, March. We're just a couple of days away. It's going to be really interesting because Luke Harper is going to be a free agent, be able to go. I mean, he'll be able to go anywhere. Uh, he's pretty much AEW bound. Um, the Ascension, they're going to be free agents. And Sin Cara, who, I mean, he can't use that name, but he will also be a free agent. So it should be yeah. an interesting month. Yeah, very interesting month. Uh, a lot of names coming up here, especially heading into Mania season. We haven't even talked about Brody Lee, you know, him possibly being in the equation, the, the former Luke Harper. So, yeah, this is a big weekend here, AEW Revolution, a lot coming out of it. I think that the ratings we just talked about between AEW and NXT are going to largely stay the same. Um, but maybe maybe up a little bit, too, as we head into Mania season. Um, tough to say, but... Right now, we are both. We're getting two very good wrestling shows, if nothing else. Let's run down this uh, AEW Revolution card real quick. Sure. Jericho versus Moxley. You think Moxley's taking it? I would, unless Lance Archer costs him the match. I think he takes it. Yes. It's a tough one. Uh, I mean, they have protected Moxley like crazy. He hasn't been pinned or submitted on AEW television yet. I I just think Jericho's so hot. You know, why mess with the, the proven hand? I, you know, kind of to your point, maybe uh, Lance Archer shows up, costs Moxley the match, and, and Jericho gets a win. But uh, Moxley, I mean, it would be something interesting. It would, it would give a, uh, it would give a, a little a surge, I guess. So yeah, Jer Jericho's a great champ, right? If he takes the title out of this and Moxley gets screwed over, uh, I don't hate it. I know it's not what AEW has been advertising uh, for, especially their main event matches. They want to try to keep those clean. So realistically, yeah, I think Moxie's probably going to take the title here. But I, you know, the the Carney Booker in the back of my head says it's a damn good chance to bring in Lance Archer and get a blood feud roller between him and Moxley, which would be incredible. Yeah, uh, Nyla Rose defending the AEW Women's World Championship against Chris Statlander. Oh, way too early to take the title off Nyla. I agree. 100%. 100% Nyla. 
I agree. Um, AEW World Tag Team Championships. This is an interesting one. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus Young Bucks. I I personally have loved the build to this match. Uh, It's felt real. Uh, It hasn't felt overly scripted. Just kind of subtle things every week. You know, I've really liked the build. Oh, the build's great. Yeah, I you know, Young Bucks, I think, take the titles here. Adam Page costs it for his team, obviously, turns on the elite, and that's what we start on Wednesday is Adam Page frustrated, out, no longer with the elite, despondent. Maybe he joins a cult. Maybe he joins the inner circle. You know, Adam Page off the chain, drunk in the streets, wondering what he's doing with his life. Existential crisis. That's what we're going to get. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think Adam Page, because he has gotten so popular, like this this gimmick has been really working for him. I think him and Omega wins, but Page cheats, like does something underhanded to, to beat the Young Bucks, and it keeps the storyline going. Okay. But, uh, but we'll see. Uh, also, we had Cody versus MJF. Now, I think this match has had the best build of any match on this show, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is like, I think it's the best built match in the decade, yeah, you know, well. between the steel cage and the the whippings and the, the turn. It's been really well told. My worry here is, uh, of course, that Cody just beats MJF and then you don't know where to go with MJF after that. Uh, a win for MJF here would obviously propel him and give him momentum to keep being a heel and a dick and, you know, all that type of stuff. But they do seem to be spending more time trying to get over their core talents right now, trying to reestablish the Bucks, trying to reestablish Kenny, trying to reestablish Cody. This seems like a layup here to get a lot of momentum behind Cody. Where they take it, I'm not sure. Uh, but I'll give it 70% Cody, 30% MJF. I don't think it's a given that Cody walks away with the win here. Yeah, I'm actually going to go. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Uh, I think I'm going to go MJF. I think. Uh, I just think they got something hot with MJF. I don't think you want to blunt that right now. So I, 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 I mean, I agree with you. I could see them going either way, but I, I think MJF makes a little more sense. I, I 100% agree with you on that one, Raj. Like, I would prefer that MJF gets the win here and carries that heat because I don't think Cody gets hurt for, hurt by a loss here at all to MJF, especially you know. And again, it's like I don't want to say more shenanigans because I know they don't want to do that stuff right now. Right. But MJF carrying his heat out of that show. Would be my preference. I just, I, the way the booking thinks right now lends me to believe that Cody is going to walk away with the win. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. Oh, you can't have Hager lose his first in ring match. That'd be stupid. <laughs> well, here, here's the question Should it be a squash, like a one sided beatdown? No, 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 no. Dusty's a, Dustin's a big guy. Him and, him and Jake can go out there and they're going to tell a good story. I think. I honestly think people will be surprised with how good of a story that these two are going to tell. I don't, I'm not anticipating it going more than 12 to 15, but hey, girl, hey, it's like Nyla Rose. It's like way too early to be beating these guys right now. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think Hager should have a dominant win here, not like a squash, but maybe like 70 30, that kind of thing. Yeah, but, 100%. But, yeah. But yeah, I agree. It, it makes no sense for Hager to lose. Um, and it, this one, I think, could be a sleeper Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Darby, I, I think Sammy's going to win here. I think Darby's, really? got, uh, Darby's gotten the best of Sammy the last two, three weeks. Sammy's lost two matches in a row on TV. I, I don't see Sammy falling further down the, the rungs here. I think he pulls out a surprise victory on a Darby. And in a rare moment of like WWE booking, I think they try to get Sammy to where Darby is right now with a, a win over him. And I think we see more between these two coming out of it. I think Darby wins this one. He's just too hot right now. He his pops. He's getting like, 
uh, every week it feels like he's getting to be a, a, a more and more of a superstar. Like it's getting to that upper level. So I, I just I don't think you want to squander I that agree. yet. I agree, but look, they got years ahead for both of these guys, and I just don't see they have. Sammy's been doing a lot of jobs on TV; he's getting his butt kicked quite a bit. I think that the I think the pay per view. I would not be surprised at all to see him pick up a victory here and be the inner circle member that does get a victory on that show. So we're like half and half so far. All right, um, Pac versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. I can't get used to Pac, but Pac versus yeah. Orange Cassidy. I mean, you would think Orange Cassidy would win here, but that sounds crazy. You know, I, I think Pac wins. I think Orange gets to go in there and show he can wrestle, and that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, this should be really entertaining. Uh, Orange Cassidy has shown he can go, but, yeah, I think Pac, it, it doesn't make sense to beat him right now. Uh, finally, Evil Uno and Grayson versus SCU, the Dark Order versus SCU. You think we'll see any uh, shenanigans with Daniels, anything like that? Oh uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a it's this is a story driven feud, right? I mean, it's about very personal stakes here, friendships, turning people against each other. I'm sure, Daniels will play a part of this. Um, I, I get it. I, you know, maybe we see the, the exalted one debut here. Uh, you know, I look this. It's not about wins and losses here. This is about how is this story going to progress. That's far more engaging to me than who wins or loses this bout. Yeah, I think SCU wins, and then at the end, the Dark Order say kind of what you were saying. Like they they cut a promo, basically giving away who the Exalted One is, and say that he's coming on Wednesday, and everything will be broken or something like that. Dropping a, a heavy tease, um, because yeah, Hardy. I don't know if his contract expires on Sunday. I don't know if that means Sunday eleven fifty nine or uh, you know. Uh, before because if well i guess this show isn't going past midnight anyway so it doesn't matter um anyway so yeah that's the card it could be it could be sunday somewhere else in the world right so maybe they they have him you know beam him from over there so like uh came up at midnight you didn't say we're in the world at midnight it was midnight several hours ago somewhere else this is totally fine yeah Um, beaming this from singapore there's matt hardy And, you know, look, we don't know what Matt's deal is, right? right? And we don't know what WWE's deal with Matt is. Maybe it's better to have Matt leave on good terms with the hope that he comes back later and you can make money with him down the road. Maybe they give him a day. It's very unlike them, but anything can happen. Yeah, and he does have a deal on the table from WWE. So, And, you know, they're they're spending their money, so we'll see. So, yeah, still, this is not even close to the end of the week. A lot of stuff. we got SmackDown tomorrow night. Uh, Matt Morgan, Glenn Rubenstein, and Michael Wiseman will be back for the podcast after that. Saturday night, we'll be back for the wrestling podcast. Myself, Glenn Rubenstein, Matt Morgan. Ah, keeps yeah, going. It, yeah, it's just getting going for me tomorrow. Uh, the Wrestling Inc. Daily is going to go out an hour early. I'll have Christy Olsen back on the show. Uh, we'll be talking about the news the last 24 hours, a bit more of what happened here at Super Showdown and anything else that breaks overnight. Then I am... Uh, Picking up, and I'm heading over to C2E2 uh, tomorrow afternoon. AEW is hosting a panel at C2E2. We're not allowed to film it uh, or record it in any way, but I can't lie and tweet about it, and we will let you guys know if anything buzzy or newsworthy comes out of that panel. Uh, I'll also be collecting interviews there, and I will be back uh, to cover AEW Revolution in person on Saturday. I'll be in the post-show scrums with Tony Khan and all of the other wrestlers. We will have those scrums up that night over on YouTube, and then we'll be releasing the full audio throughout the week next week on the wrestling inc daily um and i guess since i'm plugging the daily tomorrow and not just christy olsen we'll also have 
Conan, uh, K-Dog, will be back talking to me all about the world of MLW. And he uh, gives some insight into Cain Velasquez that I thought is very interesting as well. So, and then uh, on... Oh, sorry, on... go ahead. No, no, what else am I missing here? That's all I really had. Oh, I was going to say, today's uh, Wrestling Daily, uh, which you can download now, had uh, SmackDown ring announcer Greg Hamilton. Yeah, dude, and, uh, Wrestling Inc. field correspondent Andy Melnoski, uh, he was doing uh, ring announcing for the WWE live event in Elmira, New York recently, and uh, but right after the show, or before the show, I'm not exactly the timeline, but he was able to get about 15 minutes with Greg Hamilton. Uh, that aired on the show today as well. Uh, we like to include interviews from all over the world of pro wrestling, New Japan, WWE, MLW, Impact, Ring of Honor. Uh, very happy to welcome Greg into the mix on the show. And if you want to go over and subscribe to Wrestling Inc. Daily on, on iTunes, uh, a new episode drops just about, uh, well, it drops Monday through Friday, but always usually right around 1230 p.m. Central Standard Time, though this week a little bit earlier because of some of the other commitments and things like that. So anyway, that's all I got. And one last thing, the WrestleMania, the Wrestling Inc. WrestleMania meetup. Uh, ah. We got over 200 people already saying they're uh, interested or they're going. So get on that list so you're up there in line. So that way, the higher up you are in line, if it does get too full, you're guaranteed. So do it quick. Go to Facebook.com slash Wrestling Inc. Go to events. Uh, find it and indicate whether you're interested or if you're going. Uh, so yeah. we will see you if there. It's going to be a big bash. If you, if you go look at the, the listenership for the daily and the iTunes reviews, You'll know that my girlfriend Liz is very popular. She did one show, and it's like the most listened, one of the most listened to things we've done. So, for those of you that have said nice things about my girlfriend, she'll be at the WrestleMania party too. So, Liz will be in the house. I'm very thrilled to be promoting my girlfriend for that. Absolutely, so, yeah. and of yeah. course, myself, Justin Labar, Mr. Matt Morgan, Glenn Rubenstein will all be there. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. So, yeah, and some surprises great. possibly. Possibly. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, make sure to check us out Friday night after SmackDown, and thanks for tuning in.